Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus, living life on purpose for Him. And as we are out there living life on purpose for Him, trusting Him with our next breath, we have hard things and hard conversations that happen in life. And today we are going to have a hard conversation But I pray that whatever is said during this time is going back to Jesus, points back to Jesus, draws you closer to Jesus. We are going to talk about grief in the holidays with Brianna Snellgrove. She's an entrepreneur. She is new to grief. And I'm right there with you, Brianna. Uh, We both lost our dads this year. And we are just going to talk with you about the grieving process and how you have made something that is so hard and terrible and how you have turned it to good by starting a blog and and we'll dive all into it but how are you today hey i'm um i'm getting there you know it's we're reaching the holidays it's you know in december and it's it's our first without dad and so um, you know, at this very moment, I'm okay, but in 10 minutes, I could be a blubbery mess. You know, that's how it goes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so weird when you're grieving because it's like a roller coaster. Like you're fine and, you know, you could laugh and have joy. And then it's like, oh man, I miss him so much. You know, like mm-hmm. if he were here, he would say this. So I just want to know a little bit about your dad. We're going to celebrate your dad's life today. Um, The studio that I'm recording this in is named after my dad. So like I know all about turning something that's just so sad and just making it good and creating cool content, like hearing from people like you. And uh, just tell us a little bit about how you've been grieving and what you've been creating. Oh man. So well, let's talk about Chuck Taylor. My dad's name was Chuck Taylor, which some people may recognize as the Converse shoe. He did not create the Converse shoe or I would probably be living in a mansion somewhere with some <laughs> sneakers on. Um, but he, um, he was 64 years old and my dad is, um, he was kind of one of those people that if you met him, you never forgot him. Right. Mm-hmm. He was 
lively and joyful and funny and you know i know that a lot of people say that their dads have corny jokes but i mean i'm i would put money on he had some of the corniest ones you have ever heard <laughs> um and yeah. um hit my mom and my mom and my dad were together for close to 40 years okay and um you know gave uh my mom gave birth to myself i was the first child the oldest and my sister, who is a couple years younger than I am, and um, we gave my dad and my mom four grandchildren. And so um, that was his life, uh, were his kids and his, his grandkids. And um, there's not a Christmas, birthday, Thanksgiving. I was so, I think that's part of grief that his, the comfort in knowing that um that I had all those moments, right? right we're right. in our thirties and my dad was able to walk me down the aisle. He was able to watch both my children being born. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to teach them some lifeless lessons. He got to meet my husband. And, you know, and I think whenever I was talking to my mom or my kids, you know, God didn't take him from us. We, you know, we're promised two things in life. We're promised life and we're promised death. Um, and we're promised that we're saved if we accept Jesus. Right. And, yes. um, you know, so the more I thought about it, of course, the first, you know, when my dad passed away and we'll get into that when he passed away, I was angry. Right. And, you know, it took some time to really understand that I, you know, God never put my, my father on this earth to take him from me. He put him on this earth to help me understand how blessed I really was. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I've never thought of it like that. Oh, man. And and I think that was, you know, going through pictures, I just, there are so many moments that I get to keep with me, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so what happened after my father died is, you know, um, and the way, the way that things happened is it, it was very hard. I think when you lose a parent, which you know, looking, looking at this now, it's an, it's inevitable, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you have a parent at some point in time, what, no matter what age you are, you're going to lose them exactly. because we're promised that, right. We're always yeah. promised. That. And so I think, you know, you've probably heard of parents passing away or someone's grandpa or great, and you never really know what that feels like until it happens to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and I, I talk about this in the blog, which is called in light of anguish, um, that you, you join what's called like the worst club ever. Yes. Um, what I've kind of coined it as. And, in when you get that quote unquote membership, no one really understands what it's like unless they're in it or have been through it. And, um, you know, I, I, I when I was going through the very first stages, right. So mm-hmm. we got a phone call. I got a phone call for my sister and my sister said, Hey, mom's taken dad to the hospital. We don't know what's going on. Um, I was getting ready to go to a pool party. This was in July, the last day of July. And, um, I, to me, God's timing kind of showed through in some parts of this. So I had already had my kids in my car. I was going to take them with me. Right. right. Um, and I walked in the house and I said to my husband, I said, Trent, I need you to drive me to the hospital. And so I called my mom. She didn't answer. Um, and we went, we, we were driving towards the hospital. And when my mom called me, she was in a panic and she was telling me he's coding, he's coding. Now my father was 64. He was relatively healthy. 
Mm-hmm. He survived prostate cancer. He survived um, major back surgery. He'd had foot surgery. He was probably, um, and not probably, hands down one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my entire life. He had no chill. He never stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, my my heart sank. But at that point, I 100% believed he was going to pull through, right? Whatever was happening was just a blip and it was going to be a life lesson. We were going right. to change our lifestyles. Um, and so when we got to the hospital, of course I ran and ran in my, my husband went home with my kids cause we didn't know what was going on. Um, and I found my mom in the hospital, you know, of course she's hysterical and, um, it was evident. And I, and another one of God's silver linings is that I knew someone at that hospital who was in cardiology Mm -hmm. close enough to call her on her cell phone. And she met me downstairs when I got there. Oh, that's so nice. And she, you know, as nice as was, she was the one that kind of delivered the news to me that it didn't look very good, you know, which was confusing to me. And I said, you know, I think it's, you know, he's, he's strong. He's going to pull through. And, And in some cases, and I've heard this happen a lot now that I've talked about it is that there's a point in time where emergency hospital rooms, they'll pull you in after someone has kind of recovered from cardiac arrest. So that's what was happening to my dad. He had some sort of cardiac arrest and we, we didn't have an autopsy. So I think it was a pulmonary embolism mm-hmm. and they, they had us come in while they were doing CPR. Mm. And that's so awful. It, it was really, really, really hard. And so, you know, my mom, my sister, my grandma and my grandma's husband, had all made it to the hospital within the time frame of 30 minutes at this point. Wow. And we're praying over him. We're talking, you talking to him, trying to ask him to come through. And it, it got to the point where you knew that there was nothing else that could be done. Yeah. And so there was this huge traumatic experience that happened to us, but it happened to us together. And in part of that other silver lining with Jesus was to me, of course, I was so angry. Why didn't you answer my prayers? Right. I'm, right, I'm praying. Yeah. Why wouldn't you give that to me? But had my mom done that alone or had my sister done that alone or had my mom and my grandma done that alone, I don't think that we could be on the same wavelength right now that we are. Yeah. Because we all stood over him together at the same time. We held hands and we prayed and we were there for each other during that moment. Mm-hmm. That to me is something that if I can take anything away from that, there was a reason for it. You know, it is crazy Um, how when you mourn together, how there's like this unity that we're going to make it like not that we're going to make it as in like we're going to be the one that ones that live. It's like we are all super sad and we don't understand why this is happening, but we trust that God has a plan and that eternity is with heaven. And then on the other side of that. I don't know about you, but like the idea of no more pain and suffering for my dad is like great. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, wow, (laughs) cool. You know, like, oh, that I bet he's just so at peace. Like, I, cause I mean, he was in so much pain. So I don't know. Like, what are some things that has helped you in the grieving process? You know, the first, the first, you know, couple of hours after it happened, you're just kind of numb, right? Mm -hmm. And I I tell this part of the story because it's so raw, but it's also so real. Um, And I talk about it in, in one of my biggest coping mechanisms was writing, but in that first 
blog that I wrote, it was called What Happened. And I talk about those moments after the trauma that we experienced. And I drove my mom home and it was just this, it was the longest drive I'd ever done. But when we, when we got home, I, you know, I had a, a, a moment in time where I went to the place where we grew up as a child, which was like on um, Garson Point in Milton. It's on, on Escambia Bay. And that was where I had the most vivid memories of my father with me as a child, you know? And so I, I, I got to sit on the edge of the pier that we grew up on and now a totally different person lives there now, but a mm-hmm. um, friend of a friend was able to contact them. And um, I sat on the end of that pier and I screamed at God. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I, and I read, there was a story in the Bible and I forget her name. Um, she, she really wanted a child. She wanted a child and she never got to have, uh, you know, she tried and tried and tried and her husband married another wife so that he could have more children. And she had, this wife had to, um, you know, watch this other woman have children with her husband. And she was in anguish when she cried out to God and she asked, all I want is one child. Why, you know, maybe you could spare me. Maybe, maybe you could hear my cries. Yeah. And, you know, that was part of the reason um, when I started writing, I, I called this blog in light of anguish. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to think twice about it. I mean, it, it, it was like a download for me. Yeah. And I feel like that was a blessing. Um, and so after I cried out to God and, you know, had this conversation and, um, you know, the, I, I went back to my mom's house to be with her and we sat on the couch in silence and watch TV. And I think we ended up watching that movie white chicks. That's like really funny with <laughs> and, and, you talk know, about and, dad jokes. Yeah. Like yeah, just, serious dad jokes in that movie. You want to talk about mamas, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so it was like this, this really sad, but really morbid moment where we just sat on either ends of the couch with our numbness of grief and yeah. totally mindless until we went to sleep. And mm-hmm. within the next few days, I, I had such a hard time figuring out what I was supposed to do. Right. And my husband had no really concept of how to support me in that moment because he's never been there. Right. Yeah. And And, he's like grieving in his own way, too, you know. And and so he he asked me, he said, what. What do you think you should it was like midnight. He's like, what do you think you should do? I'm inconsolable. Right. I don't know what to do with myself. And I said, I think I think I just need to get the trauma out of my body. Okay. And I said, I think I need to write it down. Because there's something about writing stuff down. When when trauma happens to you, I discovered that you want it out of your body, but you don't necessarily want to forget it forever. Yeah. In my case, I wanted to be able to recall it if I wanted to remember what happened. Right. And and I know I don't know when that instance will occur when I want to recall exactly what happened. But if I do, I have it written down. But because I know that I can go back to it, it totally released it from me. Amen. And I was able to to give that to God. And I think, you know, that's how this started. And so when I did that, I, I, I put this video up of my dad on Instagram reels. And it was just this eight second video of my, and this is, again, one of the most incredible blessings that I I thank God for every day. Yeah. 
eight days before my dad passed, we went on this fish night fishing trip with my daughter and um, a friend of ours. And the sunset, I remember sitting on the boat just going, thank you, God, for this moment. Like it was so beautiful that it brought me to tears, not knowing that eight days later, I would never see him again. Mm. And there was a video from that day where I had, I was getting a, the boats going 30 miles an hour. And I had this video of the sunset and I point it towards my dad and he looks right at me and he smiles, his hair is blowing in the wind. It was so beautiful. And I posted that video of him and it said, post a memory of something you wish you would have known or that you look back on now and you didn't realize how important, how important it was. Oh, wow. And, um, unbeknownst to me, this video, I mean, I I've never done anything viral in my whole life, um, on this sort of scale, but, um, that was in August in it's December now, um, between the day that I posted it to now, it has like over 14 million views. Oh my goodness. And Whoa. over 600,000 likes. There were thousands of comments and thousands of messages that came in. Um, wow. And at this point I had already written down some things just for me. Mm-hmm. And then I got that download of in light of anguish, you're going to survive you know, and so I put this into a public form that people could see. And over the course of a couple mount, a couple of months, there was over 10,000 reads on these blogs. And so the couple of ones that I had written was what happened. A lot of people wanted to know, and I'd already written it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I had written a letter to the sons and daughters of those who had lost a parent. Um, I wrote one that said, God, what do you want from me? Um, and, you know, welcome to the worst club ever. You know, there's, there, it's just kind of a, a progress of, of where I am in my grief journey. And what I found was there was this healing that came from connecting with people who were all going through the same thing, having, having the same exact experience. I met, you know, I talked to, to daughters that are our age that started businesses because their dad passed away. I met daughters who, were getting ready to have their first baby and their dad wasn't there who were getting ready to get married and didn't have their dad with them. And it made me so grateful and also so devastated yeah. for some of these other people. And I think there's just this connection that happens through grief that you don't realize helps you survive. Yeah. Um, it's so and- hard. <laughs> It's just so hard. It's and to so know hard. that someone else is also going through this is like, yeah, okay, like, let's talk. And I think the interesting thing about grieving someone is, well, not grieving someone, for someone else who is wants to come alongside you and support you, like, say that you're not grieving anything right now which, you know, praise God that you're not grieving anything right now. But for the person listening, if you are trying to come alongside someone during the holidays, an important question for, I believe for Brianna, for you and I to talk about is what do you talk about? And one thing I would say, and I think you would agree with is ask us about our dads, you know, like who they were and the fun time. Talk about the good memories, you know? Yeah. I, and, and I think, I think honestly, 
that's a huge part of it, right? Like mm-hmm. I think one of the best questions that someone had asked me one time, I was having such a horrible day and someone said that who who had been through this before. And she said, tell me three things about your dad that made you laugh. Oh, and it's so just, good. it just, it brought me to a place of pause, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it didn't bring me to a place of happiness. It didn't bring me to a place of joy. It just brought me to a place of pause where I had a moment that I could step away from the grief, right? From the darkness of the huge deep wave that takes over you and you have no control over. Yep. And yeah. I garnering, you know, really gauging where that person is on their grief journey. Um, you know, cause you have, you have stages where you're strong. You can say, Hey, like it's going to get better. You can, you can do this. I promise there's light on the other side. There's sometimes that people just can't hear that. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, is I don't think it will, to be honest with you, like I miss my dad today, the same that I did right after he passed. Like, I, I, I I think I'm going to feel like that forever. I mean, yeah. Right. The thing about grief is that, you know, I think no one ever tells you that, that the moment that it happens to you and the, Mm -hmm. the moment that you're at your lowest on your knees in a closet or wherever you are crying your eyes out, when you get to that moment where you miss them again, that feeling is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Like I heard this on a podcast where they were talking about grief and the person said that they like went out on a walk and screamed or they came back inside and like got on their hands and knees and were just like cry screaming and just like saying terrible words. (laughs) Like, you know, just like, oh, like all of their like insides just wanted to come out Mm -hmm. and they were like do it you know just do it and I did it and I was like this hurts so bad but it's like I am hurting and I can I get to cry out to Jesus like I don't have to like scream and no one hears me like I can be sad and know that my father God like my creator is with me. And I heard, I not heard, I was reading in a devotional the other day. It's a devotional for Advent. And it was talking about God's heart breaks twice. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but like God's heart breaks for us when we mourn. And then Jesus's heart breaks for us, like his son, like his heart breaks twice for our heart. And I was just, it just makes me think like, do you really see me right now, God? Yes. Yes. He sees us, you know? Yeah, the 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 verse that I held on to and I still hold on to is Psalms 34, 17 and 18. And, you know, I put that on my dad's um, you know, obituary in his program is the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. Mm-hmm. You know, he delivers them from all their troubles, and the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Yeah, and I great. think there's no better description of what grief feels like than being crushed in spirit. Yeah. You know, like when you're crushed in spirit, you're, you, you feel so, uh, you feel like a million pieces and, and there's really nothing that can put you back together in the same way that you were. It's you're put back together different. Um, and, but when you're put back together, it's, you're put back together in exactly the way that he always meant for you. Yeah. I just love how you are taking this awful experience, this terrible tragedy that's happened to you and that you're using it for good. You are 
creating this blog, if you read the words in your blog, Brianna, it's so good and it's so to the point and I totally get it. Um, The scripture I want to talk about with you is God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. Matthew did Matthew 5, 4 in the New Living Translation. And I'm just going to read it one more time for the person listening. It's so good. These words are so true. It says, God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. And I just want to know how God has comforted you. Yeah, I think, I think for me, you know, I have to find it in all the little things that, you know, sometimes you may not notice because grief is so big and it's so wide and so heavy, mm-hmm. you know, but even though I'm mourning and I'm grieving and it comes in waves, I got all of those moments with my dad. He, he, you know, I, just before I lost my dad, I was given, um, I was given an offer for a new job and that job allowed me to have a full four weeks to figure out what I was supposed to do before I started. You know, I had also just joined a new church family, you know, in February or March and that church family is everything to me. They, they brought me, um, you know, they, they surrounded us when this happened. Wow. Um, without question, you know, and there, there's, there's just so many little things about his timing that obviously are confusing, but also there's no way that anyone else could have designed it this way. And so, you know, I think he's comforted me, comforted me in some of his timing. I think he's comforted me in the people he surrounded me with. He's comforted me with opportunities to connect with people that are also needing the comfort, you know, there's another verse and I can't quote it off the top of my head, but comfort those as he's comforted you, you know, you're yeah. supposed to use all of the grief and all the trauma and, you know, in, in the ways that he's comforted you, you're supposed to use that comfort and be able to use it for someone else so that they can see Jesus through you. Amen. And I just, you know, and, and I'm not saying for anyone who's going through grief, that this is how you feel all the time. Sometimes you feel like you, f- you have questions and you are confused and you say, is this the way that it's supposed to be? And, and some of that's hard. Yeah. You know, when you see your mother grieving or your children grieving, you know, you, you have questions and you, and you have doubts, um, you know, but that's the part that's so wonderful about Jesus is that they can take, you know, he and the father can take all of that. They can take your questions. They can take you crying out. They can take you screaming and yelling and take your anguish and your grief. And in a sense that builds that relationship, the only person in this, on this, you know, in the universe that can be able to handle Mm -hmm. what you're going through is him. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Uh, For Easter this year, so first Easter without my dad, I went to Marcus Point Baptist Church with my family, and they sang a song by Cody Carnes. It's Run to the Father, and Mm. I'm just going to read the lyrics real quick just to wrap up this conversation, talking about grief and the holidays and just coming alongside people and how to support them. These lyrics are so good. Um, If you don't mind, Brianna, do you mind if I read these lyrics? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It says, I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. 
I see it now. I'm laying it down. And I know that I need you. I run to the Father. I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding. No reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. So I'll run to the Father again and again and again and again. And I'm just like, God, every new day, I feel like I have to run back to you, you know, like every day, every day. It's hard every day. It's hard every day. It's hard every day. And I think, you know, if you're going into the holidays and, you know, and I'm experiencing it for the first time, Mm -hmm. you know, I I have no idea what to truly expect. I know that you know, I've been doing really well for the last few weeks. And then this morning I had a complete swell mm-hmm. consume me. And, you know, I think what I would suggest is, is to make sure you're talking about it. Talk to someone, talk to anyone. If you're talking to Jesus, that's the first person you should go to, but make sure you're talking to someone close to you, therapist, you know, all those things right. are really necessary. Um, you know, is to have someone that can, that can listen. Right. Well, we want to connect with you. Um, I love your blog. It's in light of anguish.blogspot.com. Um, you're on Instagram as well as your first and last name, Brianna Snellgrove. And is there anything else that you want to share with us? <sighs> I know that, um, a couple of books that really helped me. Um, reading is also really important. Um, Cold Tangerines okay. um, was a really wonderful book. Um, if you are maybe looking for something more spiritual, um, you know that is that you maybe maybe you are not quite ready to forgive God or you're angry at Him, and that that's a normal normal, normal feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, the book signs by Laurelyn Jackson helped me, um, in, in really just remembering to talk to that person, to talk to, you know, to talk to your dad, to talk to your mom, to talk to your brother, uncle, daughter, son, you know, um, I think that's also helpful in, in, in discussing those memories with those among you and in supporting yourself with friends that, that really um, ask the question, how can I support you right now? Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much. I have loved this hard conversation. I love talking about this stuff because it's like, you know what? We're in it and we're going to go through it together and let's create something really good for God's glory. And we encourage you who's listening to do the same if you're grieving to go see someone, to go talk to a counselor, go talk to like what you were saying, Brianna, about talking to family um, and remember the good times. So um, thank you all so much for joining us. We're going to pray and wrap us up like we do in every episode. So join us in prayer. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. 
You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders, to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs> I love you.